Hey, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show. Looking forward to talking about Vikings-Packers week. It's the border battle. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Alan Lazard? <laughs> We're going to jump into all that. We got Peter Bukowski joining us from Locked On Packers. He's going to tell us what Kirk Cousins has to do to beat this Packers team Sunday. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One-of-a-kind opinions, big-name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show. As I stated, I am your host, Ron Johnson. And in today's show, we have to understand what's going to happen with the Vikings Packers. Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. What should we look forward to? Well, one, you know what Kirk Cousins is going to give you with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. We don't know what this offense is going to look like, though, but, hey, he still has to throw the ball. They still have to catch it. Packers, though, that's the one that's going to be a little bit interesting to watch. I can't wait to see how Aaron Rodgers reacts if Romeo Dubs is not doing what he should be doing. If Sammy Watkins all of a sudden is not giving him the production that Alan Lazard gave him when Alan Lazard was behind Devontae Adams. I know it's a lot. It's a lot to figure out, right? Devontae Adams is gone. What is this Packers team going to give you? Are they going to be good enough to actually win the NFC North again? Or is it time for a new champion to step up on the throne, which is the Minnesota Vikings and Kevin O'Connell? No more Mike Zimmer. This is the new Vikings era. A new era of coaches, of front office, and culture. We've talked about culture a lot this offseason. Let's see how this culture transitions to wins. I'm super excited for one, to see the first touchdown pass. Is it going to be Adam Thielen? Will it be Justin Jefferson? Will this be a 200-yard start to the season? Because Justin Jefferson said in order for him to do what he needs to do, he needs to have Jamar Chase-type games. Jamar Chase had a couple 200 boys for him. Can Justin Jefferson get a couple this year? Starting this week, we know either Dalvin Cook can run for 200 or Justin Jefferson can catch for 200. Or maybe Kirk Cousins just throws for 400 yards. There's going to be a lot on the table right in this game because early on, we're going to get an idea of who is the best team in the North. Nothing against the, the Bears and the Lions. I'm not, not denigrating what they are, but everybody seems to think this is a two-headed monster race right now with the Vikings and the Packers, and they're getting it out the way early in the season. But coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show, I'm excited to get Peter Bukowski in, Packers insider on Locked On Packers because he has a lot to tell us about this Packers team and what we can expect on Sunday. And before we get to Peter, betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Everybody's watching that Packers-Vikings line. It's been minus two for the Packers, minus one and a half, minus one, getting closer to a pick em. Uh Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, Golf, esports, combat sports, you name it. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports wagering info, live in game betting resources, scores that you can get there, and podcasts as well. So they've got you covered at Bet Online. Head there today with your mobile device and learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. And as promised on the Ron Johnson show, we are going to talk to Peter Bukowski. He's going to explain his name because uh, allegedly there's a ghost, a cow, and a skier on some menu. 
Um, but as we jump into the Ron Johnson, uh, hang on Ron Johnson segment, I want to bring in Peter Bukowski. Uh, Peter, thanks for joining me on the Ron Johnson show. Uh, first, you know what? I got to pay the tease off. Explain this restaurant and this meal that you're talking about. Okay. So there's a bar in Boston named Bukowski's. And so people know how to pronounce the name on the menu is a ghost like Boo, a, yep. a picture of a cow and a skier. So Boo Cow Ski. Well, <laughs> I was trying to look it up quick, but I, we'll do that later. We'll, we'll figure out what that is. But I, I, I like that Bukowski. Um, so we, <laughs> so that's a, it's a epic start to the uh, to the to the show. Uh, but you know what? This is border battle week. So Packers and Vikings, everybody understands what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Everybody understands what's going on with Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's tricking the media uh, with his immunization. You got Kirk Cousins, who's disrespected like Rodney Dangerfield. These are two of the most polarizing quarterbacks. Other than Tom Brady and his 11-day absence, you know, and, and Giselle Bunchin might be breaking up with him. Uh, but other than that, you got Aaron Rodgers now with Kirk Cousins walking into U.S. Bank Stadium. Kirk Cousins still has his weapons. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does not have Devontae Adams. What is the outlook with Romeo Dubs and uh, Alan Lazard and these other guys that are going to have to pick up the pieces where uh, you have no Devontae Adams? Yeah, I think this Packers defense wants uh, Kirk Cousins to feel like on, on Sunday that, that Kirk should have stayed home and played with himself. Um, <laughs> that's the old Ronnie Dangerfield line from Caddyshack. Um, the, the outlook with the receivers is a lot of questions. Um, Aaron Rodgers has shown a lot of faith in Alan Lazard as the number one guy, called him uh, the, the one of the best slot receivers in the league, which I think telegraphs how we're going to see the Packers deploy Alan Lazard. He's going to be that power slot, that sort of big slot guy. Adam Thielen has played the, that role to a certain degree over the years. I think we're going to see Justin Jefferson, as, as your audience well knows, a ton in the slot this year. We're seeing this around the league as the, the Shanahan-McVay tree gets its tentacles in everywhere. Teams want to get their, their number one receivers free releases if they can, stacks, bunches, all that fun stuff. I think we're going to see the full LeFleur this season as far as, as that goes. We're going to see more of those um, Kyle Shanahan condensed formations. Um, maybe we'll see more of the McVay jet motions. I think they're gonna, he's going to really pull from a lot of different parts of this tree, much in, in the same way I assume Kevin O'Connell will. So um, it's going to be, um, we usually hear running back by committee. This is going to be receiver by committee. They, they have, they have five or six guys they feel really good about, and we're going to see all of them. Is that going to be enough in the playoffs? That's a question that we won't be able to answer until January, but that is the plan at least for now. And when you look at these two offenses, again, you got you got the names and names on the side of the ball. You got coaches. Well, Kevin O'Connell's not proven yet, so we can't throw him in there yet. But he feels like a, a McVay, uh, a, a Lafleur, Shanahan type of clone. Uh, that these these owners are now trying to find lightning in a bottle. Sean McVay found a way to get it done. Is Kevin O'Connell the next, or is it Matt Lafleur's turn? He's been knocking on the door every so often, and. Maybe this is his time. Got rid of Devontae Adams. The Packers fans continue to let me in on Twitter because, hey, when, when Devontae Adams is out, they still win. So we get it. Um, but when you're looking at this game, nobody talks about the three, four defenses of both sides. Uh, when you think about Kenny Clark and Jaron Reed in the middle, you got two really good run stoppers and just big bodies. And then you look at Devondre Campbell, who is now one of the top 100, well, I think top 50 NFL players. He went from nothing 
to a whole bunch. He went from zero to 60 in the in a Ferrari. Uh, he's a former gopher, so I, I, I definitely uh, am going to cheer a little bit for him. You know, I do want him to do well. When you look at this defense of the Packers, and, and that's what people aren't talking about much. I mean, you still got um, a, a really good secondary. You still got Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary getting after the quarterback, who's going to kind of fill in now uh, because of Darius Smith left. When you think about this Packers defense, because people aren't talking about either side really is the defensive, like, oh, there's going to yeah. be a defensive battle. Um, what do the Packers have to do to kind of, I guess, continue on without Zadarius Smith and find ways to get Kirk Cousins uncomfortable? Well, what's interesting is this was a defense last year that essentially played the whole year without Zadarius Smith. And, yeah. you know, this, it, 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 it comes up in the offseason and it's a big loss to lose a, a player of his caliber, no question about it. They won 13 games without Z being on the field. Um, that doesn't mean he's not going to be scary in purple and yellow for the Packers. There's no question about that uh, as long as he's healthy. But defensively, what this Packers team has has been able to put together here with a little bit of, of luck. You mentioned catching lightning in a bottle with coaches. The Packers caught lightning in a bottle with Devondre Campbell, who was signed off the street last July. I mean, was out there for any team to have. Um, the Falcons were like, okay, we, we, we can't use you. The Cardinals said, we can't use you. And he came in and I, I love this. He went in, had a pre-existing relationship with Matt LaFleur from their time in Atlanta. And so he felt comfortable enough with coach LaFleur to go in and sit in his office and say, if you use me this way, don't, don't make me play six positions. He, they, Atlanta wanted to play him at Sam and Mike and just all over the place. He said, if you let me do this one thing. I will be a star, I promise you. And Coach LaFleur said, bet. And guess what? He became <laughs> a star. So Devondre Campbell was, was I think, clear-eyed enough to say, this is what I'm good at. If you let me do these things, I will thrive for you. He was absolutely right. And I think so much so that they went out and got, at least physically, a carbon copy of Devondre Campbell in Quay Walker, the first-round pick out of Georgia. So you mentioned Kenny Clark and Jaron Reed. They bring in Devontae Wyatt. Um, TJ Slayton, I think, is going to have a, a, a meaningful impact on this run defense. And that's the place where this team needs to get better is that run defense. Um, they've been they've been bottom 10 in the league basically every year for the last five years in run defense, DVOA, or pick a metric. Um, the run defense has just not been good enough. Um, but the passing defense has been. This secondary is awesome. Uh, and, and they shut down some top-level quarterbacks last year. Patrick Mahomes played really poorly against this defense. Russell Wilson played really poorly against this defense. They locked down Kyler Murray. Um, and that was without Jair Alexander. Now Jair Alexander's coming back. And, you know, they, they've, I met, you mentioned Wyatt and, and um, Quay Walker. So this defense, you, know, you talk to people around Green Bay, this is the best defense, most talented defense they've had since 2010 when they won the Super Bowl, when Charles Woodson was, was around, when Clay Matthews was playing at a defensive player of the year kind of level. It's that kind of talent on defense right now. Yeah, and so when you think about, you just brought it up, Jair Alexander. I think this is going to be one of the must-see battles, and, and I think it's going to be up to this defense of how they handle Justin Jefferson. This is a Vikings offense they've never seen before. Now, they have seen it with the Rams, so I'm pretty sure these coaches aren't dumb. I'm pretty sure uh, Matt LaFleur is watching a ton of Rams offensive footage just to get a feel for what they might see. Uh, what you see is Cooper Cup moving around the field all over the place, and it early signs point to Justin Jefferson being the Cooper Cup in this offense. So when you think about Jay Alexander against Justin Jefferson, what 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 do the Packers have in store when they're trying to figure this offense out? 
Well, what's really, I think, going to be the chess match piece of this is how much are they going to match 23 on 18? How much are we going to see Jair Alexander following around Justin Jefferson? Or is it going to be play sides? Uh, I think one of the things that the Packers want to be able to do is, is be multiple with their coverages. Uh, we saw Russell Douglas play a, a lot in the slot in camp in that sort of star role, but Jair Alexander has done that a little bit as well. And I think I think one of the reasons why they wanted to get that those reps in, in camp was for matchups just like this, where if it's not Justin Jefferson in the slot, it's Adam Thielen in the slot. And either way, you need a big boy cover guy to be able to handle those matchups. And that's why you have Jair Alexander. Luckily for the Packers, they go three legitimate corners deep. Eric Stokes, I, I thought, had a really underrated rookie season. A lot of people really excited about Pat Sertan, and rightfully so. He had a great year for Denver. But, but Eric Stokes was essentially the Packers' number one corner by the end of the year and did so with, with pretty little fanfare. They're, they're going to be able to mix and match coverages here but they also, I think, Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, Russell Douglas. Russell Douglas and, and Eric Stokes last season, top five in passer rating allowed when they played press man. They, this Packers defense wants to be able to vary their coverages to play press when they, when they can and give Jair Alexander the, the option to just say, however you want to play, big guy, go ahead. And because he's just that kind <laughs> of talent. So I'm, I'm going to be really excited to see how many times we saw last year, Justin Jefferson caught a touchdown from the backfield. Um, and, and they mix up. It was like, oh, we're, you're, Henry Black is going to cover him? No, thank you. And it, it became a touchdown in that shootout last year. Do the Packers have better answers for stuff like that this time around? They have more talent this year than they did last year, and they were banged up for that game. But it's still those two guys, plus you add Dalvin Cook, it, it's going to be a really tough matchup for this Packers defense, a great early test for a defense that should have really high expectations. And last one before we jump into the daily three, because that's coming up. That's three questions, three minutes each. I'm going to take a minute 30. Peter gets a minute 30. We're going to have some fun with this one. But before we jump into that last quick one, the Vikings beat the Packers if Kirk Cousins does what? Oof. If Kirk Cousins outplays Aaron Rodgers. And that's not quite what happened in, in that game last year in, in Minnesota in that shootout. Um, because Kirk tried to throw Darnell Savage the ball three times. And, and one of them, Darnell Savage actually caught it and finished the play, but that play was called back. But it has to be that. It has to be, you go back and you look at these games, because Kirk Cousins against Aaron Rodgers, like one of the few quarterbacks who can actually say he has, at least in the win-loss record, held his ground against Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins has played some at least masterful halves. You go back to that bizarre tie back 2018, 2019, <laughs> Um, Kirk Cousins was standing the in there and taking shots and making throws. There's still a, there's a play to Adam Thielen that he takes with pressure in his face on a corner route. I still don't know how Jair Alexander didn't get there. I still don't know how Adam Thielen caught the ball. And I don't know how Kirk Cousins made the throw. Like that's what Kirk Cousins can do. And so he has the, the talent to do that. It has to be that it has to be. They win because the Vikings are able to match whatever Aaron Rodgers can, can put out there against what is, as you mentioned, an underrated Vikings defense. Well, it's going to be the battle of immunized quarterbacks on uh, this coming Sunday. Looking forward to it. 325 Vikings and Packers, the border battle. Fans are get to get to, they're going to get to drink from like 
11 a.m. because there is a concert to kick the stadium off again this year. Uh, a country, I think a country singer. Sam could probably talk about that a little bit more. But uh, And then the fans will get to drink to 325. So it's going to be a loud, rocking stadium. Uh, both Packers and Vikings fans. Packers fans travel well to Minnesota. We know they love the Mall American, love the shop, love to get their cheese curds. But before we jump into the Daily 3, do you want instant post-game reaction from insiders that cover your favorite teams? Check out our Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Following every Twins, Vikings, Wild, or Wolves game. But never miss a podcast by subscribing to Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. Well, it's the time of the show. It's the Daily 3. Sam Ekstrom's going to lead the way. Sam, take it away. Mitchell Tenpenny and Haley Witters are the country music artists that you're referring to, Ron. I had to look that up. I'm not really up with the country music scene. But, hey, we've talked about the stars. We've talked about You made those names up, Sam. Don't lie. Oh, you're on to me. I did hear Tenpenny before, though, because somebody else else told me they're excited about getting to the Mitchell Tenpenny concert. And I was like, oh, okay. I I thought it was like Money Penny from uh, 007. I was like really going on. Sounds lit. All right, I want an underrated offensive weapon from both of you for the respective teams that you cover. So we'll, we'll go with you first, Peter. Give me a Packer on offense that Vikings fans are not expecting to be used or not expecting to be a weapon in this game. Sammy Watkins, how about that one? I think he, mm. that's a name that has been dismissed a little bit. And, and I'll be honest, I dismissed it a little bit when they first signed him. It was for a, a very low contract. I was not at all convinced that he was going to be a meaningful part of this team. I thought they're going to go out, they're going to draft some some um, high high picks, uh, it, at, which they did with Christian Watson. I, I thought they would probably be in the market for a trade. Um, I was told that they were they were working the phone lines to try and make that happen. But Aaron Rodgers has raved about this guy. I mean, raved about him. Said that he and Randall Cobb over the last two weeks have put together some of the best receiver practices he has ever seen in terms of communication in terms of uh, running the right routes and and making the right adjustments a lot of this offense is based on site adjustments and reading the coverages the same way and being on the same page with Aaron Rodgers and Sammy Watkins after a little bit of a slow start all of a sudden now he's doing what you know Romeo Dobbs is doing and that's he's making a big play every day he's making these wild plays on a regular basis the talent has not never been the question with Sammy Watkins it has been availability and guess what it's week one He's healthy. He's ready to go. I think he's going to have a big impact on Sunday's game. Yeah, I've always liked Sammy Watkins, um, so I, I do. I do like that one. Uh, the one I was going to say, and I was, I'm, I'm struggling with this one. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins will come in. No, he's not going to come in for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's going to win the game, uh, a la Varsity Blues. Uh, and Mox, uh, but no, so he does remind me of Mox though, but no, so this is the tough thing about the Vikings offense. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are going to lead the way. Uh, Dalvin Cook's going to get the ball. I don't really see a guy, but this is the one that maybe people, I mean, they know, but I don't think they understand what his value is going to be this year is KJ Osborne. I think KJ Osborne in the slot, because Peter brought this up. If Jair Alexander, because again, he wasn't healthy, too healthy last year. If he decides, if they're like, you know what? We know what Cooper Cup can do to us. So we have to follow Justin Jefferson everywhere because we saw what Jeff Jefferson did to the 49ers, and I'm pretty sure uh, Matt LaFleur reached out to Shanahan like, hey, what was practice like? And he's like, man, we did this stupid defense, and Justin Jefferson ended up in the slot on of our linebackers, the worst mistake we've ever made. Uh, And if that's the worst mistake we make in the preseason, 
for the season, then I'm good with that. And I think that's what Matt LaFleur is probably getting from Kyle Shanahan. So in that instance, he's like, I don't ever want Justin Jefferson one-on-one with a backer because even with safety help, he's still one-on-one now with a safety. So I think Justin Jefferson is going to be blanketed by Jair, which is still, he still can kill him. Uh, but I think KJ Osborne is going to be a sneaky outlet for uh, this game because I think the Packers are going to be so dialed into like, because everybody's talking about it. National media, everybody. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson's Cooper Cup, triple crown winner. He has a chance with this new offense. I think KJ Osborne has a chance to be a sneaky favorite in this game. All right, let's talk rookies. Peter, we'll start with you once again. Looking at the rookies that are on this roster, tell me one who's going to make an impact in this game for Green Bay. And then, Ron, you do the same for the Vikings. Well, I, I would like to say Romeo Dobbs because of, 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 I think, opportunity. But I just did the Sammy Watkins pick. So let's, let's go to a different part of the Packers team. I understand that, that Mike Zimmer is no longer in the building, that this is not going to be a run first team, or at least by attitude, a run first team, the same kind of way. But Dalvin Cook has shown he can single-handedly beat the Packers. He did it a couple years ago in Lambeau Field in a windstorm. Quay Walker is going to have to play and play a lot. And, and they drafted Quay Walker when they could have taken receivers, they could have taken offensive linemen, they could have taken a lot of other positions that, that maybe I thought they should have, frankly. But what they did was they took a linebacker that is a physical carbon copy of Devondre Campbell so that they could play nickel and just live there and defend the run and also have that extra defensive back on the field to play against these teams that want to live in 11 personnel and defend the pass because he is a terrific cover player, outstanding movement skills in space. Um, you watch him against Arkansas last year at Georgia, and, and he matches up with Traylon Burks one-on-one -on -one in the slot. Now, is Traylon Burks Justin Jefferson? No, but that's a first-round receiver and was a really, really good college player. That's the kind of thing that Walker can do now are they going to ask him to make a living against Justin Jefferson no but could there be three or four snaps where that's exactly what happens Sean McVay one of the best coaches in the league at getting receivers matched up on linebackers Ron mentioned the matchup with the 49ers Justin Jefferson matchups on linebackers you can't totally eliminate it especially if you're going to play zone unless you're going to just play man all day and and the Packers are not going to do that you're going to have some of those matchups so the Justin Jefferson part I've way overdone this uh, and and the defense part, the run defense, I think is going to be huge. Yeah, I don't – I'm struggling with rookies for the Vikings. I, I really am. Uh, but if I have to pick one, it's going to be on the defensive side as well. Uh, I'm going to go with Brian Asamoah or Lewis Seen, and this is why. So when you think about the Packers offense, he brought up Sammy Watkins. They also have Randall Cobb. They also have Romeo Dubs. They have Alan Lazard. I think if they end up in some of these sub packages, the Vikings are going to have to utilize, and you still have A.J. Dillon, and, and you have two good running backs. So you're going to have to utilize, and you have a tight end. So you're going to have to utilize a faster linebacker in some of these pass sets when they go with one down lineman. Keep an eye on that. One guy with his hand in the ground, and then a bunch of guys standing up moving around because we heard Ed Donatel and the Daryl Reed story from the Broncos. He has the ability to do what the Ravens did, what the uh, what the uh, Patriots did. One guy with his hand in the ground and a bunch of guys standing up. Everybody calls it something different. Some people call it psycho, control chaos, whatever you want to call it. I think Brian Osamo and Lewis Seen in that type of setting can really move around and fly around the field and, and, and make Aaron Rodgers second guess because he might be like, oh, this guy's open. 
And they, those two guys have closing speed. So I think one of those guys is going to have a big play on defense this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Vikings are bringing in terms of pressure this weekend, which got me thinking, which quarterback do you guys think is going to feel more pressure in this game? So another way of asking it would be, which defensive front is going to, to have better luck getting home against the respective quarterback? Peter, we'll start with you again. Uh, so I, I think the answer is Kirk Cousins. If for no other reason than I, I just think that offensive line has more questions. Um, and, and we've seen Kenny Clark single-handedly wreck the interior of the Vikings offensive line over the years. Um, now, I know that was like Garrett Bradbury as a rookie, and it's not, not all the same, but this is something that Kenny Clark can do when you mix in Rashawn Gary, who looks poised to take an absolute monster leap this year into like defensive player of the year kind of conversations. Preston Smith on the other side, and now this incredibly deep group of pass rushers on the interior with Jaron Reed, Kenny Clark, add in Devontae Wyatt. And if you're going to be able to play man coverage on the back end, that means someone like Quay Walker, we've seen him line up on the edge and get pressure on, on these exotic blitz looks that the Packers have been putting together. That was something that the Rams loved to do with Brandon Staley when Joe Barry was there. It is you know what's going to happen on first and second down. And then if it's third and, and passing, third and medium or more, then it's time to tune up those blitzes because they're coming and they're coming with major, major creativity because you trust the guys behind them. So I think it's going to be Kirk Cousins. Um, and I think that's a, that's a big part of the, the eventual outcome of this game because Aaron Rodgers pressure without, that's a huge gap. If he stays clean, it doesn't matter who he's throwing the ball to. If he doesn't, now, now, now there's problems. Uh, face more pressure or have more pressures called. Um, that's tough. So I, I think the Vikings are going to call more pressures. Um, just because you have Ed Donatel, you have uh, Petten, you have guys that know what uh, this team, the Packers team could do and what they look like. Face more pressure. I just, I got to go with the Vikings uh, for the simple fact of some early issues with the new offensive line. We know that uh, right center, right guard, um, or sorry, center, right guard conversation. I think, and we know Aaron Rye or uh, Kirk Cousins is not comfortable uh, when there are pressures in his face, they're going to try to put somebody in his face to make him extremely uncomfortable. So I got to go with the Vikings are going to face more pressure. Yeah, it's going to be gigantic. And, you know, in the last 25 seconds, I'll, I'll weigh in on this. I tend to think the Vikings are going to have more of the element of surprise. The Packers have never had to scout for a Vikings 3-4. The Vikings have had this entire month basically to scheme up some, some looks to get uh, home on Aaron Rodgers. So I tend to think the Vikings have that on their side in this game. Um, and, you know, they probably got a few tricks up their sleeve too from last year. And I'm guessing they'll run a few of the same looks that they did with Zimmer because they were actually a very good pressuring and, and, and getting home team a year ago as well. Um, but that, those are my two cents on it. Ron, take us home. Yeah, well, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Peter Bukowski. Make sure you go back to the interview to figure out how and how it was easy to pronounce his name. He gave us a little clue. I'm going to give you Ghost Cow Skier. Felt like the president with that one right there. TV picture, man, child. 
Um, but when you think about Locked On Sports Minnesota, think about Vikings football. This is upon us. We are going to talk Vikings football all season. We're definitely going to have to get Peter back after the Packers lose and get his take on that loss and what he thinks of it. Maybe a win. Aaron Rodgers is good. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's with Adidas. I rock with him. Please continue to like, share, and comment. Let us know in the comments what you think. Is Aaron Rodgers going to face more pressure than Aaron Rodgers? Here's another sneaky question for you. Who's going to be under more pressure as far as emotionally and mentally? Is Kirk Cousins' first home game with his new head coach more pressure for him? Or is it going to be Aaron Rodgers coming in without Devontae Adams because now he has to prove it wasn't Devontae Adams. It's him that's great. We will see what happens on Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. That'll do it for us, and have a great day.